0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to make sure I don't get my days confused because um, I've been working from home and I'm kind of getting my days mixed up because I'm not used to being at home, but with all that's going on, it seems like it's the safest place. me to be right now, and a lot of individuals are finding this to be very challenging, but yet we're having to learn how to adapt, which brings me to the topic of today. As you know, with today being Tuesday, this is the day that we do the segment, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you would normally receive biblical teachings from biblical scholars, and myself, a Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I see my board lighting up. My voice is trying to give out on me. So we're going to start with the show, and today's topic is Be in Courage. So let me log on the first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 401. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: good. This is Curtis. How are you?
0: I am well, Curtis. I wanna thank you for joining me on the show. Don't know if you're the same Curtis from last week, but if you are yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. Are you the same person?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: I thank you. I'm the same person. I appreciate you. Okay. Curtis, with today's topic be encouraged, what are your thoughts in regard to that? Because we got some information, you know, I kinda wanna share, but what is your thoughts on this be encouraged?
1: Well, when we when we sit down and we think about being encouraged, I think that is is the uh, company that we keep and the people that are surrounding us and the information that we're intaking um, and we're processing. Um, a lot of it is negativity. A lot of it is a lot of mixed emotions and confusion. And to be encouraged, you have to have a stable ground and a foundation to... Um, Feel the encouragement that you need in order to move forward because the one thing about encouragement, it comes from all of us, but it has to, when you're receiving it and for it to actually process and work, because one is to give it, another one is to receive it and believe that the encouragement is actually genuine. With All the information and everything that's going around it's very difficult for people to digest and even feel and want to really truly engage us but in the mix of those conversations that is where you're going to find your encouragement because you need people to share the things that they are going through so that you can be encouraged in your life and for me personally when there's someone you know how like we all and everybody is guilty of this we all get into a situation in our life and we feel like it's just us the Mm -hmm. difference is that if if four people would Share it would be so much better for all of us, because then that way we will be encouraged, and then it will take a life force of its own and start to evolve, and now it builds a permanent foundation in your life, and then you understand how important it is to have that foundation in your life and I want to just thank you and giving the floor back to you for what you do. And I really appreciate it. It's so important for you to continue doing what you're doing. And I thank God that God has blessed you and put you on this plateau so that we can continue to have these conversations because this is what we need. And um, that's what I really feel about being encouraged. But it comes from all of us together doing what we're doing right here and now and sitting down and talking, no holds bars, and not letting fear Perpetuate the encouragement that you need
0: I appreciate you too And I appreciate you for calling Because a lot of things I got a lot of positive feedback Because even last week The things that you said were so powerful And it was so encouraging To other individuals To yet sometimes we don't even realize How there's so much power in words And what's being said Now just by definition When we talk about encourage Is to give support Confidence or hope to someone, and then also when we start talking about that, and I like the way you put it is not only giving it but also receiving it. Because when I was looking yes. at the funeral today for Rashad um, Brooks, and I was listening to yes. Kelly Price and being, sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. That gave me confirmation yes. that this topic was on point. Because yes. I didn't know it was going to be today, nor did I know 15 minutes before I got ready to go on the air, Kelly Price was going to be singing that song, and when I was giving the information, yeah. and I was looking at, to be encouraged is different from praising, because we can, we can praise, we can tell people you're doing a good job, that may not encourage them, but when you encourage yeah. them, that's something totally different. And when we learn to treat others how we want to be treated, and when, even when I was looking at the information and going into Isaiah and how Isaiah speaks yeah. of the need of helping the oppressed, who are too often are the most in need of encouragement, because we do need yeah. it in regards to seeking yes. justice, encouraging the oppressed, yeah. and to defend the yeah. cause of the fatherless. That all ties into this week and last week's show. And I didn't even know. I just whatever comes to my spirit, I just put it out there. So let me know oh on to the next caller. The number is blocked, so I don't know who this is. But welcome to Precious Predicaments. I believe you called me from a number. What do you want to add to this show about being encouraged? Okay. I got to think. Hello?
2: I got to think.
0: You got to think. Okay, I don't know what it is. Why are you thinking? So just okay. remember, you're lying on the air. Okay, Curtis. Okay. When we talk about encouragement, and sometimes individuals, when we get tired or we become weary, and, you know, right now with this coronavirus, i looking at how they're talking about, how they're holding a hearing, because they're seeing people are dying. You know, and it's like, how do you encourage someone even during a crisis? You know, a lot of times individuals will say, oh, it's not real, oh, there's no need. And even when the people are in leadership, we're now holding people more accountable. And we know that everyone sometimes loves a compliment, even though they may not know how to receive it. And like I said, it's a little different. But we also love a little bit of encouragement because it is nice to know when someone sees you doing something and they try to help you along the way or boost you along the way, and especially in leadership. Can you speak on that a little bit, Curtis, because my voice is going out.
1: Yes. When, now, with everybody being in power and in leadership, they have to know that people are watching their every actions and their moves. See, now we're talking about encouragement, but it's so discouraging to hear someone at the top that has the platform to be able to speak and to be able to encourage from a platform and they're watching you and being able to turn the TV on and hear you or go on Twitter and follow you and listen to all the information you're giving. But with the leaders and the power that they have, they need to be encouraged too. And their support system that they have is definitely not appropriate at this time, in this moment, with the pandemic going on the way that it is. And it's killing the blacks at a higher rate than I've ever seen anything before. And we really need to encourage our people to get up and that's all people and all of God's children. We need to get up and follow these rules and these steps to protect yourself to the best of your ability. You are going to get a lot of mixed emotions about a lot of different things going on in your life and what people might feel, but you also have, and being encouraged, you have to make a choice and a decision within yourself. Does that give you that power, that extra boost that you need to get up? And when you're not hearing that, that means that you need to communicate a little bit more so that they understand what your definition of encouragement is because we have to get down to the bottom roots of everything, and that is. What we might say on the radio today, someone might still be lost. And the one thing that I love that you do on the radio is you give them the opportunity to come on and in all conversation, the healing process and an encouragement is going on. And the beat of that drum is getting louder by every show you do. And just like you said, I never thought that on the topic I picked today that Kelly Price would be singing that song. Today, the things that we talked about last week, the correlation and all of it coming together right now, it's a movement. And you are in charge of that movement, and people are listening to you and calling in, like myself, and want to be part of it and encouraging. Mm -hmm. Everyone, my brothers and sisters, because if we can do it, you can do it too. If we can get up and we can stand up and we can talk, you can talk too. And your voice is important. And the things you are feeling and you're going through, they're equally important. But you have to help us help you to encourage you along your journey. But you have to share the story because there's no way that we would know how to encourage you from a realistic standpoint of view without you showing everything that you need to show because it's two of us. You know, you have the person that's trying to encourage them and the one that's trying to receive it. It's very difficult in the um, way life is going right now for everyone for them to actually truly process being encouraged because they're so discouraged by the things okay. that they see. But it doesn't make it so. And so you the that past, is so, so um, true. Probably, that I'll, is so yeah.
0: true. You know, and like yes, I said, and I like the way you're putting it together because when last Saturday when I was in Compton and I wanted to hear what our president had to say, or shall I say the, the yes. president? Because I'm not going to say my president. But I wanted to hear what he had to That's say. It. I wanted to know if he yes. was going to be encouraging. I wanted to know if he was going to try to connect with the people. But when I saw what I saw, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And when I heard what I heard, I commend CNN for not even putting the whole thing on the air. Because all it was going to do was become more discouraging because the stuff he said was like rhetoric, it was sad. It was so sad to where some individuals were fueled by that and then individuals that that got the ability to think. And I was like, are you kidding me? Did he not just say we need to do less testing? And now you got these people standing before the um, House committee trying to defend some of the stuff this man has said. It's crazy. It is so crazy. Now, I want to share with the listeners some information, and it's coming from biblical leadership. And when we start talking about we have to encourage our leaders, we do. Because leaders are responsible for their own encouragement before expecting it from others. Well, first, they have to remember their calling. When you lead, you're leading because of a higher purpose, and that higher purpose is worth your time and energy. You can discover a great source of aspiration when you remind yourself of that higher purpose. And like I said, when I was watching CNN and this man waiting for all of these people to be sitting in the audience, for real during a pandemic? During the fact that you wanted to have it at a place where they had just had a, a history of other things? And You know, but that lets you know that God is still in control. And you also have to reflect on your impact as a leader. It's easy to forget or lose sight of the impact that you already had, even when you've been in a role for a short time. So what leaders have to do is take a moment to write down the initiatives that they have. And when you do that, you can start looking at what you're proud of and the results of your work, but you don't have to lie about it. Any comments, Curtis, in regards to that to reflect on your impact? Because that's like we're taking
1: responsibilities for your actions. And, you know, that, that's the saddest part, because for you to be in a pandemic, not allowing or enforcing the simple rules that it takes and to bring someone in a closed environment lets you know what type of leader that we're actually dealing with. And it's not someone that's fit to lead, but there's so many people that's following him because he doesn't understand the power that he has of influence.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're
1: influencing people's thought process, the way they view one another, the way you're dividing them to make sure it is, but you're directly saying it, but you're indirectly not. It's still the same a cause and effect, regardless if it comes out your mouth or not. You're still saying it, sir, and we're looking at you, and we know in our hearts that you are not a leader, and you never will be, and you are not fit for that job, especially in a pandemic when you know how the virus is being spread. And down there in Tulsa, you already know their rates of exposure is going through the roof, just like you're prepared to go to Arizona and do the same thing. And mm-hmm. then you get on national TV, you tell them less testing, because the more we test, the more we're going to find out, sir, are you asking us to deny the truth when it's really in our face? And you're telling us that you would seek the side of going and tucking something underneath the rug as our commander and chief. Is this what the world has came through? And then when we sit down and talk about impact, it's impacting them in such a nervous way and it makes them become reckless and thoughtless and want to mm-hmm. just become, and this is one of the things that everybody needs to hear at this point. When you become emotional, you only become reactive. When someone is supposed to impact your life, once you become emotional, there is nothing that anyone can say until you process those emotions. And I noticed that this president loves to flare up everybody's emotions because the thought process goes okay. away. But there's a few of us, like us on this radio today, on this station today that are not reactive when our emotions are running high and we're able to control them by the grace of God and stay on task and on point. And so when you say, oh, well, encouragement, encouragement is going to come in this topic because you can't deny the truth when it's in your face. You can sit there and you can deny it all you want, but I ask you a question. Is it any less of the truth? It's not. It doesn't matter the messenger that it comes from. Let's say Donald Trump. The things that you sit there in front of that House board today and try to defend was absolutely appalling and very disrespectful for all of those have paved the way and put the systems in place. Because it seems like he's systematically destroying every norm that we've had and that we've become accustomed to and feeding into the racism that has always existed. But that And look at the impact that he's having on the world today. You turn the TV on on any channel, you can listen to it. But the impact that, by the grace of God, that we're going to have in the people that's listening to this station today, that's what we call impact from a realistic standpoint. And we're always going to speak truth to power because that's the only way we're ever going to be free. We're not going to be free in any other kind of way. And if I'm going to impact someone I want to do it in their life, but I need you to help me. I want to help you walk through the fire, but I need you to come hold my hand. It's hot for both of us. We can lay here and we can perish, or we can walk through it and feel the heat and the burn and come out on the other side. Stronger individuals than we were initially, but now we have one thing. We've impacted all life. We have purpose, and we have to get the message out.
0: Yep, and you know what, Curtis, I want to share with you. I am one, when I had my intern, she was young. She knew how to do all this social media stuff. She was doing all my Facebook, my videos, and all of this. She was great. But what I didn't realize, I remember seeing an email one time, not an email, but I got something sent to me, and I saw that this show was heard in several different countries, in several different languages. I said, look at God. I didn't even know that was happening until it was brought to my attention. So when you you share this information and we're putting this information out there, it's not to be political. It's not to try to coerce no one, to provide all of this rhetoric. It's giving people a platform that they can say what they got to say. All they got to do is call in. All you got to do is text me, email me, find me. Hey, I ain't got a problem. I'm not scared. I will talk about anything y'all want to talk about. So when people say nobody is listening, people are listening. They are listening. And today, that is very encouraging, but we still have to be encouraged because, like like I told you, I've been fighting with my voice since April. Every since my friend passed away, it was like my voice left. But it's not mm-hmm. stopping me or making me want to give up just doing it even if I gotta whisper and sound sexy. So (laughs) I'ma still (laughs) (laughs) even if I gotta point my finger, I'm (laughs) gonna do it on Facebook. So (laughs) so when we talked about that, you know, talking about reflect on your impact as a leader. Also as a leader, we have to learn to sometimes revise your goals. To encourage and to speak courage into someone this happened as you both look back at what you've done, but also as you look forward, what do you do hope or what do you hope to achieve? What goals do you have for yourself, and what is your vision for the future? When you can see what needs to happen and what you can contribute, you will be encouraged because that will help to motivate you even more. meaning what is the future when I look at all these people dying. And I I keep talking about Arizona. i got family in Arizona, which I know they're not going to be going to no rally, that much I know. But when we start talking about that, it's like it's being spread. This stuff is all over the world. And I'm even now kind of becoming kind of hesitant about, like I was telling my daughter, I said, you know, people are going to these food lines and getting all this stuff. It's great that we're helping one another. But where is the food and all this stuff coming from? We don't want to be poisoning, folks. We don't want to be not putting that in people's heads, but you got some evil people out there. And so we have you to try to figure
2: out you too. Can I? I think I, I was thinking and I wanted to say something. Can I? Is that okay, Jeanette? Yes, you may. Yes, you may. I, I think one thing I, I always ask myself, would we really be pursuing any of the things positively? And and Christ-like if the epidemic and the virus did not um, happen. And that's when you have to ask yourself, Who's your, who is your God? Whoever your God is, that's how you respond. You respond to things that, that you idle. And because this is this pandemic, the virus, um, people that have have probably had it and got over it and people that have died behind it, I think also encouraging yourself always, whether you're a meditator whatever religion you have, is to always keep God first. That is the best, um, in my opinion, one of the, resor- the, one of the main sources that you could have as encouragement is knowing that, okay, God is still in control, but what is my part? Okay, so, the, and I'm always saying we are many members of one body. So because we are many members of one body, even if you're a stranger, um, to someone that you've never seen in a foreign country or in this country or wherever. I think encouragement is, is, um, and I guess being in a, uh, oh, gosh, what's the word? I I, I can't think of the word. Um, This is not a shell shock, but it's almost like now we have opposition. We have something we Mm -hmm. can't see. We're praying that God uh, God. heal, um, build, and strengthen. But we can only do that when we bring down our own walls. That's why I say, who's your God? That's how you know where your okay. strength is. Once you know who your God is, anybody that responds in a certain way, you have to know that's who their God is or that's who the, they believed in this. And society is people's gods. The government is people's gods. And it's not yes. actually God.
0: Correct. And I want you, I'm glad you said that because I was going to share with you, a lot of people worship and idol different things. There are people that don't believe in God. Now, I tell individuals there's a difference between religion and relationship because some people get so caught up on religion. I had a person ask me before, how did I find Christ or how did I find God? I said he was never lost. So even though I do what I do, and even though I run into oppositions and pe- individuals try to discourage me, or, I don't let people get into my head. I've had individuals contact me on Facebook trying to invite me into atheist group. You know, so I'm sitting here like, wow. And when I look at individuals and, and see God is orchestrating and putting people in charge of certain positions, and they're holding their ground. You know, because sometimes I've been watching, I was telling my daughter, not telling my daughter, but over the past two weekends, I've been Netflix binging, and I've been watching Black Lightning, and I'm looking at these people dying, coming back, turning, into little, little stuff coming all off their face, and they, you know, they got superpowers, they got, do you know a lot of people still believe in that kind of stuff? And it's crazy because there's still individuals that will argue you down that this is a hoax, yet people are dying. There are still I individuals someone... that are facing, you know, being unemployed, trying to find feet, their families. The prices of a lot of stuff is going up. It's, it's like they like in La La Land somewhere. So I, I like what you just think that say well. it. it is. I'm kidding. It's like, for real? You know, the one thing I, I can say about lot this lot pandemic is... I would probably still be working seven days a week, running up and down this highway, doing 1,000 miles a week. I'm not doing that no more. I'm sitting my black butt at home, looking out my window, which is normally something I wouldn't be doing. And, it, so
2: and, and, it and the opportunity that comes Yeah, but some people don't, I don't think they think it's a whole, well, I mean, it's some 7. Billion people on the planet, so, but I think people feel like they, they're comfortable with saying it's a hoax so they don't have to deal with their reality. Mm-hmm. Because if it ain't a hoax, now it's taboo for me talking about it because now I'm going to get it. And so their fear the fear it opens another door for them. So I don't think it's that, they, that some of them think it's a hoax. They just don't want to believe it because it interferes in their reality. And when something is put in front of you and you see this, you can't unsee it. Now you have to acknowledge it and do something about it but that person's never probably been equipped to handle this. A lot of people, even in um, churches, they are not equipped to give any instruction or insight because it's always been about raising money, running around a church, shouting, getting your praise yeah. on, but yeah. not really teaching. <laughs> you know, my dad said something a couple of weeks back, and he was like, he likes that the young people are protesting. He likes to protest. He said, but, you know, when I was growing up, he protested by, they protested, and they built what they said they couldn't. Yep. They bought what they said they couldn't afford. Yep. So there's all kinds of ways to do everything. So even in encouragement, that's an encourage. When we see something that we are doing and we're like, you know what, that's my encouragement. There goes the protest right there. They're not, they're mm-hmm. not walking down the street. They don't have to. They're building stuff that's been broken down. Yes,
1: they're rebuilding
2: they things that's been burned down. And yes, I think sometimes we can... There's so much, so many distractions that we forget. Who's your God? Who's your Correct. God determines everything that you believe and don't believe. You
0: know, it's, I was watching a church on um, YouTube, and it was like the pastor was in the audience looking like, Where are the people at? I said, Hey, we was going to have church. That don't mean people going to be ready to be walking in the doors right now. You know, and even when you start talking about, but you still got more people now going to bars and trying to go to restaurants than trying to work, walk into the church house. And some individuals are blaming God for this. You can't blame everything on God. Some things are man-made. don't believe I know, I know. And but, but even when we were first doing this show, and I had Pastor Dennis mm-hmm. tell on me, uh, with me, and we were talking about the believers and the non-believers. But we're not trying to force this on somebody. I tell people, even as a therapist, my job is just to get you to think. Because if I get you to think, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But at least think about it. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Curtis, what would you mean to say?
1: Oh, I was just gonna say when we sit down and we engage in the conversations that we're having right now, and the difference between the believers and the non-believers, you just hit it on the head right there. The message is is that we have to get to them some type of way, and the only way you can do that is to open your mind and receive, because what you believe in, it's a critical role in it but the reality of the events in your life that you've shared and you've experienced have given you some type of knowledge and some type of information for you to be able to extrapolate that and implement that in part of your plan. And when you hear encouragement, you're going to know the truth. We know a truth from a lie. We know when people are just blowing smoke and don't mean anything. That common sense principle right there should change everything in your life Only if you're willing to, because a lot of people just pretend that they want to do things that they know in their heart they're just not ready for. And if you're not ready for it, that that just means it's something that... A little bit deeper, you're a therapist, you know better than most and you. you. listen to all different types of issues that mm-hmm. people have. The majority of those issues that you have are self-inflicted. Yes, it's sad mm-hmm. that you didn't have a dad or a mom and you got beat and all these things. It's true, and I'm not trying to downplay it for those that have been truly hurt along the way. I'm not, but I'm going to ask you a real question. What we said five minutes ago, no one on this radio can go back and take that. That the concept behind that is is that if you continue to carry a backpack and fully loaded with all the issues and everything, why would you carry that burden and impact your life for the things that you've already lived through and you're living right now, here today, Why would you bring things along the journey? The journey is going to be difficult and complex enough on its own without you adding anything to it. And you can't blame or put something else on someone else. And remember when you were saying the topic, when you talk about leadership and impacting, and that that goes into the churches as well. Who would want to go to a church in the middle of a pandemic? And who would want to go and get in a concert hall when they told you, hey, you know, by the way, when you guys come in masses and you're all in under a building, the transmission is a lot higher. So you have people coming out, putting their life on the line to listen to you absolutely say nothing. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants to talk about a border wall right now? (laughs) <laughs> people are dying right now. People, kids and children are dying. Grandmas, yep. grandpas, and people can't go to the funeral home and bury them. It just, it's, yeah. that yeah. is what is really appalling right now. And you got people cheering him on like it's the thing to do. Well, there has to be a better I'm, way I'm looking at my Facebook mind? and I'm looking at
0: one of our one of my Facebook friends and I want to give my condolences to Sharon McCall and she posted her. I think it was her sister's funeral is going to be on Zoom. When have we ever did a funeral on Zoom? You know, I I when I buried my my friend in um, April, would have been passed in a motorcycle accident. We could only have ten people at the funeral. You know, and I'm looking at all of this, and I'm like, wow. But another thing I want to share in regards to leadership is realize your value. You are valuable. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. You are valuable to those you serve, and the simple fact that you've chosen to serve them by leading them It can be easy to forget your value, leaving you unsure and discouraged, because sometimes we get so worn out, we get so tired. And even when I was putting the show together, that song came into my spirit, because I love listening to gospel music to encourage me. And the one that says, I don't feel no way tired, I I, I come too far from where I started from, that nobody told me the road would be easy, but I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. That is so encouraging because we start talking about being isolated, being fearful, being alone. When you know that your God is will not leave you nor forsaken you and will send you a comforter, that right there will help you realize somebody loves me. Any comments in regards to realizing your value? Because we did lose the other young lady. She did hang up.
1: Yeah. You know what? When it comes to the value system a lot of people in America and even myself, at some point in their life have their value system is broken. me and my sister's been talking about that, and what I, I will share with the world right now the values that you have, you have to sharpen them up like tools because if you 're not believing in your value system, your value system is not going to transcend and evolve you in any type of way. that value system is like the foundation. Of a home. That value system is something that only God in heaven can truly help you understand. And the conversations that we're having on this phone now and these topics will open up and kick down barriers in your mind, body, soul, and spirit, and you will start to see the light. And if you are listening, if you heard it just a little while back, when you start believing and trusting in God everything comes together. We're not here to force God on you, but I believe in God and I'm always going to believe in him, but I'm never going to get into a big debate about what God is going to do because he's not Mm -hmm. that kind of God. He wouldn't want me to do that. And everybody always wants to bait us into some absolutely ridiculous conversation and sometimes we fall for it but the thing is is that when you sit back with your value system that you have the things that you hear will not allow you to indulge in those type of conversations. You Mm -hmm. will immediately excuse yourself from that conversation. Of course you don't have to be rude. Excuse me, that is just not something that I'm willing to partake in because it's not something that's beneficial for anyone who's listening right now and there's nothing wrong with saying that Because what we want everybody to do in their value system, you have to stand on the things that you believe in. That's where your value comes from, the trials and tribulations that you went through in your life. That's part of your value system because when you look up the definition of value in a book – That book, that definition is just a definition. But remember, life is an untamable force. We Mm -hmm. live each and every day, minute by minute, second by second. So you know what you've actually experienced that you have a value system for. And for those, that like although well, I'm kinda of confused about the value system, I will share this with you. I grew up in Chicago and I moved out of here to California. And what I'm telling you is, is that I could choose to be involved in anything that I choose to do, but my value system won't allow me to go back where God has already delivered me from. Amen. And that is so powerful. And most people just look at it and be like, Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh man, you know you know what we're doing. We know it. there's no value in that There's no value in that for me. There's no value in it for you. You just want to make an excuse to do the things that you want to do. Oh, man, you just think you're better than me. Anything that you can use that you think that you can gain some leverage to break my value system, you will do it. But my value system is intact. Those things were something that God has already delivered me from, and I will not partake in them again. So, on your value system, insane you hold strong and stay fast on your value system because it works and it changes and you see people different. You start to evolve yourself because you have a value system now, something that you never partake in before in your life and something that wasn't a topic. But today it's a topic and it's a very important one. As we go through these conversations on the phone for you live on the air for you to be able to extrapolate anything that you feel that is of value to you, you take that because that's what this is about. And I promise to God, and God knows in heaven, I will not ever stop talking to God's children and sharing the things that I've experienced and trying to help you find your way. And I appreciate you, and I'm always going to applaud you on what you're doing and why you're doing it because these are hidden nuggets for everybody. Just stay tuned. The best is yet to come. And as the transformations happen in all life, they will be shared live, like always.
0: You know what? That was powerful because, uh, like I mentioned before with me being a therapist, I own an outpatient counseling center, and I work with individuals that basically struggle with addiction, like drugs, and alcohol. Uh, individuals that have, are fighting cases or have been viewed as perpetrators for domestic violence, um, child abuse, child endangerment. So I work with individuals from all walks of life. And the topic came up the other day with being delivered. And individuals are like, I'm bound, it's a, it's a generational curse, my father was abusive, I watched this, I witnessed this, and the way you just put it, and I've said it so many times, but the way you said, I can't go back from where God delivered me from, a lot of individuals are struggling with that because they got this stronghold on them, whether it's being in toxic relationships, whether they're dealing with drugs and alcohol because they're afraid, they're lonely, bad toxic relationships, you know, when you've been delivered and you've been set free, you don't want to go back. It's like a person saying well, when you go to a funeral and they said if the person was able to come back after getting the taste of heaven, they wouldn't want to come back down here. That is true, and I believe that. I truly believe that. Now, you also have to learn how to realize your value and establish your identity in who God has made you to be. You yeah. to serve him, which is a powerful source of encouragement. That's where a lot of individuals. I heard a person say before I did my before the show started this morning, a woman was sharing with me, and we were talking about this topic. She was saying how encouragement can be your energy source, and I thought about it from that perspective. I said, "You know what? To be encouraged do give you energy because words yeah. are powerful." Because when we start talking about people's health, people's economic challenge, yes. relationship challenges, yes. just think of that energy source. When you think of being encouraged, Curtis, yes. what you think about?
1: That? Now, what I would say is, is that when you think about the energy source, I want everybody to really pay attention to this because I really want you to understand what she was saying. When you start to do and understand your true purpose and your identity. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I am figuring out my true purpose and my identity, and by the grace of God, it's through you. You opened up a door by inviting me onto the radio station like you do everyone, but you freed something inside of me, and I am going to be the example for everyone, and I'm speaking live right now. I thought... That for so long with me getting up and doing all the things I do and watching what God has done for me, forsaking all, turning my back, building up my value system, doing all the things that I thought was the best thing for me. And guess what? In me calling you that first day and being on last week call, it set me free. I am so emotional because I know what my calling is. I'm 52. Ooh. And I just figured it out. At 52, my calling is to reach out and grab a hold of God's children by any means necessary for them to listen. It won't be by wrath, it'll be only by love. But the words that come out of my mouth, you can put them up because they're all true. You can research them in your heart. We can't uh, pre record what I'm feeling right now because this is what we call real life.
0: You know, it was it was interesting because I was talking to a gentleman that I grew up with named Alden Jackson, and I was waiting on him to call in today. And he told me he called in. He called. And I said, but I didn't hear you. I didn't see you. I thought, I said, well, a guy called in with Curtis. I said, was that you? I said, it didn't sound like you. And he basically was like, you know, he didn't respond to that. But you're right. And I'm glad you took the time to make that phone call. Because I was like, oh, my God. And when you're talking about your purpose, and sometimes we start talking about our purpose, if it's not in God's will and it's what you think it is you want to do, sometimes we may have to go back and refresh our purpose, meaning why do you do what you do? And the answer to this question is you. Sometimes we talk about leadership. I know that I was born with leadership abilities. I know that. I had my daughter cracking up. I said, every time I try to go get a job, I get fired. Because I own two companies, so who the hell will give me a job? So let <laughs> would be like, why you want to come work here? Because I want to learn. I want to learn what it's going to take in order to be able to sustain my own company so I can hire other people and let it grow. You know, I enjoy sitting here talking on the radio, taking time out of my day, even though my phone is blowing up with individuals trying to do telehealth services and try to be seen. So when we start talking about our purpose, sometimes we got a question, why do you do what you do? And that's yes. powerful. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you realize only what you do for God will last. Only what you do. I don't do it. I heard people say, well, the money, the money. If they look at my bank account, they laugh. One of the books that I co-authored, and I told the truth because I'm very truthful. I ain't got nothing to lie, no reason to lie. I ain't trying to hide nothing. And I said that my bank treats me like a superstar even when my account is in the negative. And people thought I was lying. They know, it's true. I'd go to the bank, they'd be the, oh, Jeanette, oh, Jeanette, you'll swear I'm rich and famous. Because they respect me. They know I have That's a good right. heart. They know I do right. what I do because I do my best to try to help people. Even when they call me, if I can't help them when they're looking for a therapist, I will still listen and try to send them in the right direction because I can't help everybody.
1: That and You know what? That's the most important part of everything that you just said, your heart, your soul, and your spirit is truly vested in everything that you do to the degree to where you can't help them, but you still help them, even though you can't get them through a therapist, but you're still listening to them and walking them through it, knowing that this will be the only call that you could have with them mm-hmm. because of the schedule and everything. is. But look, the most important part about that is that you took the time to try to reach out and help. And we have got to start doing more of that because everybody is so quick to say no. When people hear no, they've been hearing it so long to where it's just like, it's a normal thing for me just to accept that. But we're talking about in the context of what we're saying when it comes down to you. When you hear that no, you're not doing the things that you know that you should be doing. Once you hear no, That means now you have to check yourself. The things that you're looking for, God has given them to us all. The only thing that we will both ask you guys today, live on the radio, do us a favor. Don't lie to yourself no more from this day forward. And trust and believe in God and watch everything transcend in your life. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean like literally just going out lying. There's things that we all have lied about that we should be ashamed of, but we just have to build and accept it things that are going on that we knew that we should have told the truth about, but we let it go anyway. And that did say a lot about us because we can't do that anymore. We have to stand now on the truth and it will set you free. But the thing is, it's so difficult for everybody to accept it because they'd be like, well, your truth ain't my truth. No, sir, that wouldn't be right. No, ma'am. That wouldn't be right. The truth is a self-sustaining entity that stands on its own, and not one person or anyone on the face of this planet can deny it when you hear it. It's just that whether you're willing to accept it or not, you have to accept things for the way that they are. doesn't mean that they're going to stay that way because clearly you don't like it, right? That's just like me living my life growing up in the projects. Did you think that I liked all that violence and everything that I experienced every day of my Mm -hmm. life? No, I didn't, but you know one thing that did happen, me praying and asking God to help me even though I can't help myself. He did. I have nothing violent in me. All I have is love and experience and the things that I've went through that will help you evolve and be that person you always dreamed about. Because as long as you live in and you breathe, in, that means your father then smiled on you. You woke up this morning. Get up and get on your way. Don't impose the things that you know That will upset you Try that Don't talk to people that you know That you don't have anything in common with anymore Doesn't mean that you love them any less It just means that You stand for something totally different You know, you know And everybody has a difficult time in doing that
0: Correct My pastor used to always say And I would hear him say Because I remember being a kid I did not like being told no You're not going to tell me no <laughs> Because if it's something I want, I'm going to do my best to get it. And he put it in a way where he would say, delayed does not mean denied. Now, sometimes we give up because we think everybody's going to tell us no. That may not be for you because that was a learned behavior. When parents, my mother used to say, well, I said no. And I'm like, dude, I don't like no. My mother told me no was the answer just like yes. I like, well, I don't like being told no. Now, some things is just not for us, and that's where we have to discern the difference in regards to what it is we're trying to get. So we have that's to right. be careful with that, especially when we talk about power. And I want to share a quick story just when we talk about being encouraged. The yes. other day, and I shared it on the radio on Monday, I. Oh. Heard a dog barking Sunday night when I was in Compton, and I heard it. and my daughter do not care for animals; she never did. And for some reason, my house in Compton seemed to be like a, a pet hotel, cause stray dogs just find its way there. And I remember when my mother died; she said if she ever was able, if she was able to be reincarnated, she wanted to come back as a dog, which is funny. That's why we try to be nice to animals. Morning, when I woke up, because I heard the dog Saturday night. Sunday morning, when I woke up, I saw the little bitty dog fucking with this big old dog at the gate. So when I went and woke my daughter up, I thought the last dog she had and gave to my granddaughter, I thought that they came and did the drive by and dropped the dog off. So I'm looking at this dog, like, did they bring this dog back? Whole different dog. But the dog looked like it had either just had puppies. Because I know it didn't look pregnant, but the titties hanging and everything. But it was hungry. I had my daughter. We went and found some some snacks in the house. When my daughter went to the store, I gave her some change and said, can you buy some dog food? My daughter bought some food, gave the dog some food and water. I said, you got to protect her for life. That dog has not left her yard. She said, when they went for a walk, the dog was following them. People were like, is that your dog? Is that your dog? That dog felt like, I got a family. Somebody loved me. Yes. My daughter said, yes. when she drove to work this morning, the dog followed her car down the street <laughs> It was chasing her car. Like, where are you going? Don't leave, me. don't leave me.
1: Yeah, don't leave me. Amen. Don't
0: yes. leave me. She said when she went somewhere and came back yesterday, the dog was in the driveway, tried to jump in the car. This is a stray dog. We don't even know whose dog this is. But she yeah. encouraged the freaking dog by giving the dog food and water, gave him life. So yes. when we start talking about that and things like that, sometimes we have to restore our joy. And joy weeks over time. When we start talking about joy, joy is a gift given to us by God, which is not to by about the circumstances we're in. So even though we're in this crisis, which is one of the things yeah. that I really wanted to talk about, is as we are enduring yeah. this crisis, how to be encouraged, and not only that, how to encourage others. Because there are a lot of individuals that are discouraged. Now, I'm looking at something, yeah, and it yeah. talks about 19 ways to encourage others, and this is coming from thelife.com, and it says, one, Learn people's love language. I always say, even in therapy, you have to connect with the person before you can correct anything. But you have to know their love language. Another thing is, if you are, or have an encouraging thought, if it comes to your mind, share it. That's what you're talking about, Curtis. You're sharing your experience. You're sharing your emotions. Do you know a lot of people don't believe that men can be emotional? Because sometimes we try to be so hard, and I appreciate you for that because it's authentic, and people are listening. And when you introduce someone, add a few words of praise for their abilities or accomplishments. You could also share how sometimes you've helped them in the nature of your relationship because that lets them feel. I remember I had a friend, well, still have a friend. She used to always tell me, I appreciate you. And I never realized yes. the role I played in her life, but she would yes. always tell me, I, appreciate, I had never heard that before. Another thing is, right. when someone is discouraged or hurting, offer specific help. Meaning, when you ask, offer the help, you want to also yes. ask them, how can I help you? Because what you right. may think they want may not be what they need. Sometimes they just exactly. need somebody to listen to them. And send a note. Write a letter. Send a card. There's a friend of mine. Every birthday, and he used to work for me. Every every year on my birthday, his mother sends me a birthday card, and she's in her late eighties, but she appreciates me, and that's encouraging, Mm -hmm. because she sends me a birthday card when she don't have to, and also remind fellow Christians of specific promises of God. When you tell individuals what God promised them, that will also keep people encouraged. Let them know you're yes. praying for them. And I want to say about prayer yes. because prayer work and prayer is powerful. We're going to talk about that next week in regards to the power of prayer. But well, when you mess with a child of God, you better best believe yes. they going to be taken care of. And also, yes. make celebrations a more regular part of your relationships. And be specific when you offer words of praise. Now, Curtis, what you want to say? Just about half of the stuff that I've been
1: through on this list. Well, half the things that you've been through on the list, um, I would say that they're they're accurate and they're on point. But the one thing that really jumps out to me and in, in being encouraged. And like you said, next week's topic, and praying and trusting and believing in God and knowing that we have a path. I just want to reflect on what you said, but I also wanted to add on to our last conversation about the gift that God has given us. And sometimes we don't know what that gift is, and it Mm could take 52 years like it took for me. I know right now that God is giving me something to be able to sit down to reach his children. I walk in the morning at 5 a.m., and I stop at Starbucks. It opens at 4.30, and I literally mean, you know, I'm 6'3", 280 pounds, and um, to honestly say maybe a 5-foot white lady, at, and I got a hoodie on and everything. I'm walking, trying to get my heart rate up. I taught... She said hello through the drive through She drove out. She had a flat tire. Changed her t- I helped her change her tire and do everything. And she said, you know, I just want to share something with you. And she just started talking about her life. And before we even finished the conversation and it started to begin, she asked me, she said, is there something that's special about you? Because right now I feel that I can share everything in my life and what's going on with you. And I said, Ma'am, you know, it's 530, and I tried to bring some humor to it. I said, it's 530 in the morning. You're talking to a six foot three black guy. You just got a flat tire, and I just helped you change your tire, and now you want to bear your life. I said, ma'am, do you believe in God? And she said, I do. I said, well, then, for whatever reason, God wanted you to be able to tell me the things that you needed, and he wanted me to reaffirm in you that he heard you. I am just a conduit. And do you know to this day right now, she calls me all the time, and we sit down and we talk, and I encourage her, and we talk about God. And she said, you know what? All I ever needed in my life was someone just to listen to me. Yep. Just to listen to me. <laughs>
2: you
0: know what? And That that is
1: true.
0: She said, I that is so true. Now. That was all she needed. And even <laughs> as a therapist, I didn't want to be no therapist. I wasn't trying to be nobody's therapist, all the <laughs> stuff that I done did and been through. Mm-hmm. I tell people I teach anger management, good like, you know, as many people you beat up in Compton, you got the nerve to be doing that. And <laughs> <laughs> many hells as you dad. you a married family therapist. But God saw fit, and individuals connect with me and talk to me, and people say, well, that's counter-transference, Jeanette, and I think you be sharing too much information. I think... No, because I know how to talk to people. I'm real. I get discriminated against. People call me. I'll be laughing. I say, "Oh, you only want to talk to me because I'm black, huh?" You're to... <laughs> because they are looking for somebody that's real, that's authentic, that can encourage them, that can help them. To... and I remember a woman told me one time that you give us hope. You let us know we can be somebody because I don't treat clients like they're clients and they can relate to that. And that goes into we have to realize the power of presence. Just being there yeah. can be encouraging when you're with others. You're telling them that, that they're important. And even when Apostle Paul, when he closes his letter to the church, promising to send his friends. So sometimes when we're talking about things of that nature, just being present, just to know that even when she calls you, you pick up the phone, despite what you may be feeling or going through. I go through so many spiritual attacks time, so I don't even just talk about it no more. And then people come back and apologize for trying to attack me, you know, and, and I don't even have no revenge, no, you know, I'm I'm listening. I'm just like, wow, for real. But I remember T.D. Jake said, well, you may have an impact on individuals. When you have an influence on individuals or an income, you a threat. I didn't realize that. But there are things that are going to come along with that when you're talking about trying to encourage other people. And also, if you know someone is working on something, let them know, like I said, you appreciate them. And use encouragement as a form of outreach. we got to outreach. We've got to let people know we see what you're doing, we thank you for what you're doing, we appreciate what you're doing, and that can get people to do even more. Any other comment, Curtis? I don't know what happened. And I wanna say No, I'm no, 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 no oh, I'm here. tell individuals how they've encouraged you. You know, a lot of times in leadership I always say in order to be a good leader you gotta know when to follow. And I learned that. I I remember being a coach. I would always find a good assistant coach to do all the physical part. I'll do the mental part, mental part. They do the physical part, and we always had a really a good basketball team. But I love coaching kids that individuals felt was um, defiant, you know, at babies. I had kids that was eight, in eighth grade that were fathers, you know, had criminal records. But I would put them in a van. I would drive them around Oceanside from San Diego to L.A. just to play basketball. And do you know some of them kids still try to contact a re- because they was encouraged by the fact that their parents would drop them off at my house because the parents thought they couldn't do nothing with them? Even when I drove a school bus. So when we talk about being encouraged, I want you guys to know people do care. There are people that still care. Now, Curtis, we have a minute left on the air what else do you want the listeners to know about being encouraged, especially during the time of crisis?
1: Hold on one second for me, please. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay.
0: Station, sure what, what are they doing on the radio? Station identification. <laughs> so I want to tell individuals, yeah, yeah, like I, I said,
1: I'm I'm okay. with you. I'm back. I'm
0: going to let you finish. What else do you yes. want the listeners to know about being encouraged? We got a few seconds left because we know we're in a okay. crisis. But what else do you want them to
1: know? Okay. When, when we talk about being encouraged, what I want you to know is, is that it's something that's a two-way street because in order for you to be encouraged, you have to be willing to accept that because the person is giving it to you. You have to be receptive to different things if you want a different result. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and nothing ever changing. We are not insane. There's nothing that's wrong with you. But in order for you to actually have the compassion and being uplifted in, 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 in doing that and in accepting that, it's going to take you to partake in the transformation in your life, like all Father in heaven has said. All things are possible with me, and they're possible right here and now. And we thank God for the platform that we have in order to encourage and do the things that we do with different topics because I want to participate. And I want all you guys to know one thing watch the transformation in all of our lives by the grace of God because the best is yet to come. Amen. And everybody be blessed and stay tuned because we'll definitely be back next week.
0: I appreciate you, Curtis. Thank you. I wrote your number down. I'm going to call you so I can give you mine so we can definitely connect. Okay? And we, next week we're going to be talking about the power of prayer because we definitely need okay. it. Okay. We need to figure out what's going to happen, not figure it out. But cause I'm not going to say figure it out because, like the old saying, while well, you're trying to figure it out, God's working it out. So until next week, Amen. remember, you got this. Thank you for joining us here at Precious the and the Talk Radio. Thank you. Bye-bye.